Good morning and welcome to episode 87 of the Dumb Marks Podcast. We got a little triple threat edition here right now. Steve will be joining us in progress in a little bit. Donald, Jason, good morning. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Here. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, uh, get us yeah, started. Here. You said. Well, you said here. So, I've, I've, what is your natural reaction? What, what, what do you do if you feel like you lost your hearing? What is your first instinct to test it? Something with sound? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A quick, quick clap. That's what clap? I do. A clap. Yeah. Oh, clap. Like that. That's it? Okay. Yeah. Nobody would talk? <laughs> no? No. Okay. I no. thought I was crazy because I was laying there. I couldn't hear anything. My TV was on. It was on mute. It was flying <laughs> outside. I couldn't hear like the, uh, the cable box buzzing. Nothing. It was like dead silence. And I'm like, ah. Uh, I'm looking around, like, what can I do to make noise? I'm around, I'm, I'm in covers. Okay. Everything's soft. I'm like, okay, talking is not coming to mind. <laughs> Clapping is not coming to mind. I'm like, what can I do? I go to swing and hit something, and I hear my elbow pop. I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I thought I was good. Like, you heard I your body break this. down. You were like, okay, that's that's what I'm like. This is like, I sit here in silence. Like, I don't even say anything, I just sit here, watch TV. Do what I do. I don't even talk. So that's like the last thing on my mind. But it's it's interesting that see none of you thought talking would be <laughs> your first thing to test. No. Test your hearing. No. <laughs> so sometimes I get that like tinnitus, like where you get that ringing in the ears. Yeah. And usually like I'll turn something on, not like high, but like listen to something because then I can really tell if that's really affecting my hearing. Mm. But yeah, because it felt like I felt buzzing, but I didn't. It was just nuts. That's just, uh, just old age. That's it's old it age. Yeah. <laughs> True story. And old age was the trigger that. Uh... <laughs> That's what happens when you're pushing forty, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun! I had my phone in my hand too, and it was just like I couldn't think of nothing to do to make noise. <laughs> Because that's on mute. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, do you keep your phone on mute or do you like yeah, actually listen I, to it? Everything's dead silent around here. Like, if I can hear the PlayStation, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you can hear. So at least yeah. at least that was one thing that didn't go wrong today. Yeah, no. Cool. <laughs> Anything else? Uh I just have like one quick gaming topic. Okay. That's it. Um so again, the PlayStation Plus, you know, they're coming out with their probably their competition to uh, Game Pass. Um, found out this week that if you get the PlayStation Plus, um, was it the extra service or the premium service, you will also be getting Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft Plus Classic service. So Sony struck a deal with uh, Ubisoft, and you'll be getting their Ubisoft Plus Classics service, and that will. From what I read, you will begin like all the classic games from Ubisoft, including Valhalla, which is the newest um, yeah. Assassin's Creed out. So it's just something that is just 100% just dedicated to Sony. They do have their regular Ubisoft Plus service that is going to be for um, for Xbox and Sony whenever it comes out too. But this classics service is just for the PlayStation Plus. So interesting to see what it is. You know, yeah. I don't really like know the complete differences of both Ubisoft services, but it's something that Sony's putting it in their arsenal to go against Microsoft and Game Pass. 
So do they have a list of games? I, classics can be <laughs> yeah, the hall in and everything else old school. <laughs> yeah, it probably it could, it could be that since it's called classic. So yeah, they have so many thinking, games, but yeah, but I. But I didn't see no list or anything of it yet. Okay. Yeah, they just saying Valhalla was like the main thing. Have they released anything for uh, the new services? Like any list of games? They released an initial list of games. I'm not sure if I sent it to you. I did send it to Jason. Um, they showed some games. For me personally, it's nothing to uh, clamor about. It was like I got to see some more, some more better games on there before I even dip my toe into that pool. Right, yeah. There's some games I like, especially on the PS1 side. There are games, but not enough on like each platform for me to jump up and down and be like, I got to get this now. I got to get this now. I see games, but but I have them, so it's like, what's the point? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have better games in my collection right now, you know, mm-hmm. for it. Um, and they also said that they're changing games monthly in the middle of the month. So where PlayStation now changed their games like in the middle of the month. They're doing that too with the new PlayStation Plus service. So in the beginning of the month, you'll get your two free games okay. on the service like you did. And then in the middle of the month, that's when they will add in or take away the different games on the uh, premium service. Okay. And that, yeah, so it's going to be a rotation. So you could start with liking the collection and then be like, oh, there ain't shit to play. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. After doing that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I was hoping maybe they were going to try to, like, keep... Because, like, the Nintendo Switch online, it's pretty much, once they put a game on there, it's on there. Okay, you know, yeah. It doesn't rotate. They just add to it to mm-hmm. keep the collection growing. And that's what I was hoping they were going to do. Yeah, it seemed like they're going to route of Netflix and mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know, just a rotation. Like, some games will be on there, like, for a long time. It probably depends on how many people play it. Mm-hmm. And then they see the numbers and that stuff. And we'll take away. But, yep. That's all I have for gaming. Slow week. Yeah, I, this week, even for entertainment, was uh, the big upfront presentations like we kind of talked about last week, and I didn't really feel like there was a lot of big news that came out of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Disney had a good one. You know, they She-Hulk um, helped me out with some other ones that we talked about this week. Um <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens whenever three people with terrible yeah. uh, <laughs> return memory minds come on here. Well, I remember She-Hulk, probably just because you said it. <laughs> you said yeah. A-Temple Rules is coming on it. That's so, yeah, the, I actually watched a little bit of that last night. Um, okay, so it was on already? Yeah, they oh, they put that on there. So, I, yeah, it was on, I was on Facebook last night. One of my favorite sitcoms of all time is Eight Simple Rules with John Ritter. It was his last show when I repassed away. And I know, like, me and Don have talked about that show, and that's yeah. why I tagged you in it. Um, so yeah, they, they posted that it was on there cause it had been on Disney plus on, um, in Canada. So I would use, uh, my Surfshark VPN at ordinedumbarkspod.com to get that link to, to sign up for that and would use that. And I'd go into Canada and, you know, watch it. But now that's in the U S it's like, cool. Gives me, I watched the first three episodes last night, gave me something to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cause I've been looking for something. It's just, uh, back in syndication or. On Disney Plus, they're oh, on no, Disney Plus yeah, finally yeah. in in the no, US, no. they finally threw it on there. The first two seasons, so mm-hmm. there was three total. But for some reason, I guess Disney doesn't have the rights to the third season. I don't know why. Whenever it was their show, but yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, but I don't really care about the third season, anyways, because you know John Ritter passed away in the in the second season. So mm-hmm. I really only care about the episodes with him. But yeah, so I was watching that. Um, 
So Disney was actually adding a lot of stuff this week. They they called yesterday, and I didn't even know about it until they started it. They were calling it like streaming day. So like they were like hyping up a lot of stuff on Hulu, a lot of stuff on ESPN Plus, and a lot of stuff on Disney Plus. So that was part of that. But didn't even know about that ahead of time. So mm-hmm. it was just like it was yesterday. It was just kind of popping up. But um, one yeah, thing then, was um, uh, Daredevil. I remember that. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so there She-Hulk go. trailer came out. That that comes out on my birthday. Like the, I guess the first episode. Mm-hmm. That looks good. August 17th, that'll come out. Uh, then they announced Disney Plus's in the works to bring back the Netflix Daredevil series. Mm-hmm. So I see she's getting, uh, she's getting nine episodes. Okay. Oh, wow. That. Yeah. That's lengthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, for you guys that are that kind of know Marvel too, well, I know Donald more maybe than Jason, yeah. but um, so was She Hulk related to Bruce Banner? No, but that seems kind of like well, what they're talking about in the trailer. Well, the, I'm the, I don't know much about Hulk or She Hulk, mm-hmm. so it's a little uh, it could be cousin what, or uh, couldn't be, you know. Yeah, I, I think I just another person, just a female version. That, mm-hmm. I think she was an attorney. I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's what her so. job was. So, yeah, yeah, Hulk gave my expertise. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it just surprised me in the trailer, and she was talking about family, and then they cut to to Bruce, and just like mm-hmm. possibly wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah. But it could be a cousin. <laughs> yeah, I guess we got to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but how are you related if it, you're just exposed to gamma rays? Yeah. <laughs> unless he exposed her unless that's the, the whole story there that you know now it's genetic <laughs> <laughs> if it's an origin story we'll get the details yeah which it should is. be but, yeah. but I'm interested in so I only watched the first season of Daredevil was there three total I don't know I didn't, didn't watch any of the Marvel Netflix stuff at all okay. so I don't know anything about them I know definitely two. I think they might have did a, yeah. done a third, but um, I never watched past the first season. But now that that's on Disney Plus and they're coming back with more, I mean, I'll probably go back and watch it at some point. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first season. It was just like when it came time to start the second, I was just like, eh. no. Part of the reason why I never watched them was they were coming out with so much there for a bit. Mm-hmm. It seemed like there was another show after another show after another show, and everybody seemed really into it, and I think they did a good job with it. I didn't include it in anything because it wasn't connected. You know, now it's becoming connected. Uh, you know, but, yeah, like we saw with Spider-Man and stuff like that. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's like, what, what am I watching this for if it doesn't make, mean anything to the movies and any of the other stories? Mm-hmm. That's if they're going to keep this universe going, maybe I'll go back and watch all of it. Now that's on Disney Plus too. Mm-hmm. Yep, something to binge. <laughs> yeah, something. Uh, the only, the only thing that I actually found interesting, uh, other than that, for the upfront presentation this week, um, was they're going to do a Celebrity Jeopardy show. I was like, you know, all kind of like game shows. I was like, all right. I was like, ABC's going to kind of. Put that with the Celebrity Family Feud and Celebrity Wheel of Fortune in the fall. Mm-hmm. So like, just keep that game show stuff going. Like, it could be interesting. You know, we'll see if they actually pick uh, intelligent celebrities. Or <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably give them the answers before then. <laughs> yeah, 
I have no faith in you it. Don't trust, you don't trust it? No, no, I don't trust it. Cause it's like when you watch like <laughs> Family Feud or you watch Wheel of Fortune, you get some good ones. You know, there are some that are like really good at it because some of them are like, you know, I've been watching this game all my life. I've been wanting to watch and wanting to play this for years and you know, they're really into it. Then there are some people that just absolutely suck at it. <laughs> Jeopardy's not that kind of game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so have they done celebrity before? Or have these they have. celebrity mm-hmm. hosts? It, usually it's like a week or something okay. like that. Like you know, And it's all for charity. Yeah. Oh. And it probably still will be. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, now it'll actually be more episodes than what they've normally done. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that was really slow week. Yeah, honestly, I expected so much more from the upfront. Like, I figured there was gonna be tons of news, and like Warner Brothers Discovery came out. We were talking last week that you know AEW was rumored to be getting a lot of hype at that show. Maybe they did behind the scenes, but the actual upfront presentation they got announced, but that was about it. Like from what I understand, nobody from AEW was even there. But it's all about the money anyway, so maybe like the meetings in the background, it was discussed. But yeah, they definitely got no love during the presentation. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> and see, yeah, I mean, and I could even really, like, I think there were some WWE people at the up the NBC presentation, but you know, I can't even really sit there and say that they got a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. We're we're a dying sport. (laughs) (laughs) Even so, like uh, The Rock and Danny Garcia were at the Disney one because they announced that the XFL is going to be getting going to be part of Disney. Um, Mm -hmm. All their games are going to be on. I think they said Disney, um, ESPN, ABC, and FX. They'll they'll share all their games on there, and I think they said there's going to be like 43 games total for the season. So. Um, that and I think they were only out there for like four minutes. <laughs> like they got in now. <laughs> you give the Rock four minutes. <laughs> it was really him cutting the promo more than anything. <laughs> hey, that's all you need. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't need that much anyway because they got NFL backing. So you got NFL that's backing. True. Just trust, trustworthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Do we have anything else for for the intro? Nah. <laughs> All right, so they're going to snacks for forever. I'm going to have to start searching. <laughs> I actually do. I do have a couple if you want to go over a couple quick ones. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, just a couple that I saw this week because I really haven't seen a whole lot lately. Um, one that we had previously talked about that was limited edition in some areas. Wendy's Strawberry Frosty will be rolling out to all locations nationwide in early June. That's definitely my ash. Yeah, not to make that trip <laughs> without the fries, though. Without the fries, <laughs> uh, Taco Bell this week brought back the Mexican pizza. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. So, after I two years away, but trash, I'm just trash. Never really at Taco Bell. Uh, I know Donald likes Taco Bell, so I like Taco Bell, but the pizza, yeah, but the pizza, nah. Oh, that's one of my favorites. So I didn't go this week, but that'll have to happen soon. And Jason, finally, uh, Crush is bringing out Peach Crush. Should have been a thing. 
<laughs> it looks like it's already been spotted. Um, and, and right now, it looks like it might just be a summer flavor. No, it got to be permanent. Definitely smash. Yeah. Could be something that they bring out. That was my go-to in corner store days. Peach me out. <laughs> That's all I got for right. Smash or Trash. So, all right. All right. let's end the bell to bell. All right, a busy news week in professional wrestling. I, can't, I don't know if necessarily like TV was anything special for any program, but definitely newsworthy. Um, to me, the big topics were Sasha Naomi and Stephanie McMahon. Um, where would you guys rather go first? <laughs> the one that hits everybody, Sasha and uh, Naomi, because that was a big talk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they took their lead from Donald this past week after he walked off the show last week. His ball went home, so. Because they said that eggs were only eggs, too, so. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll kick off with that. Uh, from what it seems, um, Monday at Raw, there were some rewrites going on. They had Sasha and Naomi in a, what was a six-pack tournament. Yes, mm -hmm. Uh, the winner becoming the number one contender for Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell? Yes. Okay. So, apparently, there were some issues with Sasha and Naomi on this backstage. They, I guess they didn't like the creative direction for this. Well, I mean, it later came out that, I don't know what you put, what, what they, yeah. put, but they, were, they were saying Naomi was supposed to win. Now, this was edited later after the wow. initial report. Like they were saying she was supposed to win, which... Makes you wonder why would she walk out, but then you'd have to job it to Bianca on uh, Hell in a Cell. Well, it doesn't matter who was winning anyway. They were mm -hmm. dropping it out to her. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody in that match who's going to win Oscar and that stuff was going to beat Bianca. So not right now. And in a way, I can understand it. You mm -hmm. know, she is a champion. Mm -hmm. You know, so why put her in a jobber position if she's a champion? And then on the other hand, they were saying Sasha was supposed to job it out to Ronda. Okay. For the title. So you have two champions not doing or two tag team champions not doing tag team work, jobbing it to solo events. And I get the frustrations. Yeah, but yeah. they're making the belts look weaker. Essentially. Yeah. I think so. You know, not that not that the women's tag title belts look strong at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel with them holding it a little bit more relevant. I mean, it, a little, a little. Yeah. <laughs> a little. <laughs> when it was when it was Sasha and Bailey, yes, yeah. like I felt like that was a great way to start it off, and should have been a, a longer run that they had with that because they should have been like the established champions and kind of like the bar to, to establish that, that title. Um, but I mean, they've just, they've done with that title, what I expected them to do with that title. Mm -hmm. You always said that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, nobody has been able to do women tag team champions, right? You know, impact was the first ones and they didn't do it right. You know, they're back again and it is what it is with them. I still feel, you know, it's like, that that division just doesn't get a whole lot of love for whatever reason with anybody. 
And then they announced last night they're going to have a tournament, an open tournament for mm-hmm. for the titles. Now you're just going to make more tag teams when we only have what two right now, three. Like legit tag teams? Yeah. Legit tag teams. Legit, you, you, legit tag teams. You don't have any. I see one, <laughs> and they're down at NXT. Caden and uh, that's all, no. yeah. yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, unless they bring them up, that'd be good. Who who are them. the tag teams right now? I mean, do we still have yes. Natalia and Sasha or Natalia and Shayna? Natalia and Shayna. Okay. We have uh, Dewdrop and Nikki. Uh, Nikki was teased. Okay. Then you have Selena and Carmella. Are they back together? I don't think they ever split up. Didn't they split up whenever Carmella took her honeymoon? Yeah, they came back and helped. Uh, Sonia, so when your job it ought to, uh, okay, you know, so they're yeah. back together then. Okay, yeah. that's three. That's <laughs> <laughs> where it stops, unless you throw Shotzi and Lee in a tag team. I don't know. Okay, so if we do that, that's four. That's a hell of a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just do a, like a four way elimination match. For the <clears throat> tournament. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, back to Naomi and Sasha. I see their. I see it from both sides. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see their frustration with stuff, you know, making them look weak, you know, champions look weak and that stuff. But again, I've seen it from like WWE side too. Like you signed a contract to be there to wrestle no matter mm-hmm. what. Like <laughs> when you're there, you do your job. And walking out on the show is big. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Vince don't like that at all. No. <laughs> and in. Our generation, I think we've seen a lot of that, you know, yes. the walkouts happen. Um, a lot of them we probably didn't even know about at the same time, too. Like, think about, like, when we watched as kids and we, you know, years later, we find out that the Ultimate Warrior basically, you know, kind of walked out, you know, but we didn't know that then. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe adults that were actually into those dirt sheets then knew about it, but, you know, we didn't know about it till what, 10, 15 years later, whenever they made the documentary about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeff Jarrett, kind of the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. kind of pulled that that stunt with Vince. So it's like, it's happened. Stone Cold. And yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's the one I was about to get to. You know, the biggest one I think that got the most notoriety was Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I think a lot of the people on social media the past week, and even a lot last night after what Michael Cole said, after he gave his announcement about the whole situation, which wasn't Michael Cole's opinion. It was just probably mm-hmm. what he was told to, to oh, say on, of on course. Yeah. Um, But everybody kind of seemed like pretty upset that that was WWE's position on that. And like, like how, how dare you say that? It's like, go back 20 years, watch what happened whenever stone cold walked off, you know, that week on confidential, they did a 20 minute segment segment to bash stone cold walking out. (laughs) I mean, there wasn't one thing, one good thing said about him during that. It's like, so what they've done for Sasha and Naomi. Yeah. It's, it's them trying to rewrite their narrative. But at the same time, it's like not even close to what they did to Stone Cold. But it's like usually nowadays they don't address it. I mean, you'll get like a something online or something, but you don't you you rarely address it on air. And I, and it made me think yeah. when CM Punk walked mm-hmm. out that they you just they didn't come out and say CM Punk walked out. You just yeah. didn't mention a CM Punk ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's people that still believe it's work. 
so I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I mean, so one of the, one of my normal like daily sites that I go to is TV line yeah, and they'll occasionally cover wrestling, but they even covered this last night Mm. whenever they announced Mm. (laughs) their suspension. So it's just like, okay, like (laughs) if a TV site's picking this up, like, yeah, I mean, it's over my timeline, but on wrestling websites, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. whenever actual other news outlets are picking it up, it's like, that's whenever I sit there and say, okay. Like if other new if news outlets are picking it up, something's going on. It's just like whenever like and just touch on this quickly, and we'll go back to it later. Like I saw all the uh, entertainment websites were picking up Stephanie McMahon's uh, taking her leave of absence. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, just like news outlets are picking this up because they think it's a big newsworthy story. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a wrestling website because that's usually what fills my timeline too. But this is this is where I, this is where we need Steve. <laughs> I want to fantasy yeah. book this because, like, you you're in the headlines. You have so much headlines going right now. Yeah, all the buzz. Can you yeah. spin this in a in a good light, or is it just like, hey, they're done, they're gone? I mean, everybody's talking about it. Can you can you get momentum off of it? And then I heard and saw that uh, Sasha's contract expired, like about to expire in two to three months, hmm. and they said they're just going to let it happen. Or something, so I don't know if it was like contract issues, you know, yeah. this and that. You know, are they going to put a freeze on her contract because you know she walked out? Mm-hmm. And you know how they do stuff like that. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff saying Naomi they're trying to renegotiate her contract. That she's in like the better light than Sasha is because Sasha did it before. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it, it's a lot of stuff that's coming out. <laughs> and this is and the interesting thing here for me is that. You have Naomi's husband, you know, who is in a prime position in the company, you know, yeah. one of the major players of SmackDown. And not that this is going to hurt him because nothing can hurt them with all the shit they've been through. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's not going to harm that, but it's just like, it, that's going to just make it uncomfortable, like an uncomfortable yeah. workplace for him, I would mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you have to have a conversation that you didn't really think that you'd have to have. Just because your wife just walked out of her contract, yeah. mm-hmm. I, and Donald, to your point, I don't know what they're going to do. I, we'll wait and see what what happens. You know, if in a couple months, you know, they Sasha says that she's officially gone, then we'll know they just let her contract run out. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold, on the other hand, they did freeze his contract. You know, so it's like whenever he came back, I think he had like less than a year left, and so it's like he just fulfilled it, and then he was he resigned. I think. Oh, so it's you come back, you finish out that whatever. You finish that. out that, yeah, because that contract you was on. Because they did that yeah. with Ray, too, when Ray was injured. You mm-hmm. know, he was out for an extended period of time. He came back and then finished out his contract. Yeah. So it it depends on the person, too, sometimes. Mm-hmm. They did that with uh, Brody, you know, Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. They said with him, they took his injury as a freeze because mm-hmm. mm-hmm, he wanted his release and they wouldn't give it to him. Yeah. So they froze it. Say Sasha's uh, contract expires. Mm-hmm. Do you see her wrestling again? <clears throat> or transitioning to Hollywood? I think she would probably transition to Hollywood. I'll say but, transition to Hollywood with a couple independent shows. Okay. Yeah. I don't think she's signing like long term with anybody. Yeah. She might pop up here and there, but that's about it. Like I don't see, <clears throat> I don't see her like. Co- being an AEW, 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, not saying it couldn't happen. You mm-hmm. know, never say never for anything in wrestling, but um, yeah. yeah, I would, I could see her doing Hollywood more than doing mm-hmm. somebody else. But if there's one thing I will give Vince credit for, if it's good for business, he does not let that stand in the way of what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. it's like Stone Cold's a prime example. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's a really good example of that. Ultimate Warrior, you know, it's like Sable, you know, with some of her issues that she's had with the company. She came back and like if, yep. if he feels it's good for business and they they have their sit down together and and talk Cash it out, out, I think I think they could both come back. I feel we heard the door will always be open. Yeah. We even see with Cody <laughs> when yeah. he came back. There we go. Another yeah. good example. It's just to me, this isn't the first time Sasha walked out. Yes. That's yeah. This so, is our second strike. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just apparently there's something there, you know, and CM Punk talked about whenever he walked out, you know, he stayed as long as he did because he felt like you had to make the change from the inside. Like it wasn't doing him any good if he left. And then he just got to the point where he just couldn't deal with it anymore, even though he only had months left on his contract too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think, I think at some point they will have that sit down, whether it's publicly known or not, they'll have it. Maybe they've already had it for all we know. Like to me, she's always had the raw deal. Mm-hmm. Always, like championship wise. Yeah, yeah. What? How, how many times? <laughs> she was like fifty-eight days as a champion and had what seven times? Yeah, yeah six, seven reigns. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, they're kind of whenever they redid the brand split. I think like they were kind of playing like hot potato with the title with her for a bit, mm-hmm. like, especially her and Charlotte for like those three months. Yeah, it was just back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth, back and forth. And now, short term, yeah, it's interesting. And there's going to be a lot of speculation. There's been a lot of speculation this week, yes. You know, there's going to continue to be, but and that's the part that kills me. There's so much speculation out there, it just drives my wrestling fatigue even more. It's just like (laughs) I'm I'm just tired of hearing about it, like. That's why now I just have to wait and see attitude with everything. Like, yes, happens, they have mm-hmm. let it play out. I don't want to. I don't want to read too much. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. waste my energy focusing yeah. on something that ultimately not going to be true. Or if it happens, it happens. Because everybody has to spill their their shit out there and feel like just release something that they've heard rumor wise yeah. and just be like, no, like okay, like that. If it happens, like see, I was right about that. Yeah. <laughs> just like everybody was right about Cody coming to WrestleMania. Yeah. You know? <laughs> everybody got that right. <laughs> My neighbor who don't even watch wrestling called that too. <laughs> Go on to Stephanie. Yeah, we can move on to that. Um so yeah, Stephanie McMahon announced, I believe, on Thursday that Friday was going to be her last day with WWE as she was going to be taking a sabbatical from the company. So it wasn't her leaving. It's not like whenever Shane left, you know, where he he stepped down from the company. You know, she she said, you know, WWE's her forever. She'll be back. It's just not known when she'll be back. Maybe internally they know, but the first thing that came to my mind was, I hope Triple H is okay. Mm-hmm. 
No, just like because well, he's back like, to working full time, right? And then I think that was like that day they yes. announced that he's back full time. I was like, okay, well then then I kind of thought, well, well maybe, you know, with everything she's been through, you know, since August, maybe mm-hmm. that's why she just needs a break. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she was doing his and her job at the same time, mm-hmm. so it's just like that's a lot to deal with, you know, on top of twenty plus years working in the company, being like one of the faces of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that major scare with your husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't blame her for wanting to take, take a break. I think it's, I think it's deserved. Everybody deserves a break from work. Yeah. Did we just talk about it on Friday? <laughs> or uh, <Yep>. on Thursday? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, if, and if that's what it took to get, to get her to take a break, you know, spend some time with her kids more, you know, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. It's like they they did announce <clears throat> Nick Khan's going to take over her roles, you know. Which I gave me a little entertainment for the day. All the, the <laughs> Red Spawn memes and the Mortal Kombat memes. <laughs> Usually, you go up in those, and I think he's working his way down because <laughs> he started with Vince and took over Vince's role, and then, then took over Triple H, and then now taking over Stephanie. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's going to be assuming more responsibility. Man, me yeah. personally, I I kind of thought in my mind, you know, Titus O'Neil does such a great job as a as an ambassador with a company. She's the chief brand officer, you know, mm-hmm. which is basically that's probably who he has to report to, mm-hmm. you know, for his responsibilities. Let him give him some more responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he would be a perfect fit in that role. Mm-hmm. You know, he does so much good out in the world. Just give him a little bit more responsibility. Let him become the face of it. Nick Khan's got enough. <laughs> like he's yeah. already he already does enough at corporate. But. And I see people saying, "Why is Titus O'Neil still with the company?" Hey, he does a good job of what he does. Yes, yeah. he does. Because this is it. Mm-hmm. He I hope he's the lifer. Especially him. Like, hey, if. If he's not in the ring, you know, cutting it and all that stuff, why not? Yeah. You know, you can stay with the company that you love. Mm-hmm. See, like he loves the company. Mm-hmm. He loves what he's doing. So stay. Mm-hmm. If it's a passion, stay. Mm-hmm. When it's a passion, it's truly not work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, <laughs> what is he? It, it can't be work, you know, because it's doing good out in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what he loves to do. So he goes out, you know, he's constantly doing stuff with charity. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't, he's one of those people that I, I don't think I could ever talk bad about. No. It's like as much bad as, you know, I might not have liked Cena's in-ring wrestling. I never complained about Cena the man because of all the good he did. Yeah. And it's like Titus O'Neil's up there to me with, with, with Cena on what he does out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else on Stephanie? Did they say what Triple H is coming back to? He's just normal. So they didn't necessarily say his role. I don't know if he's coming back as the same title. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what the rumors were, is that he's not going to have as much responsibility as he had. Mm-hmm. So I guess some of the responsibility that they took away and gave to other people, that's going to continue to be that. Uh, I guess they're going to keep that. Um he did mention on the 
on the conference call this week that um, WWE still heavily invested in doing performance centers around the world. Um, so I think he's going to be a part of that. And he was also hyping the NILs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those might be his responsibilities moving forward. So does he still have his hand in NXT at all? I don't believe so. Uh, maybe other than just the performance center aspect of it, I don't think he has any like actual like like hands on with the TV. Maybe. I I don't know for sure, but it seems like you know when Vince and Bruce Pritchard took that over, you know whenever they relaunched 2.0, I think that's just going to be under their control now. Mm-hmm. Sean's still down there; he's still running things down in NXT. And whatever, there's been so many changes down in NXT since August. I don't know what the full team is anymore, who's still there from the original. But whoever's left, I think they're still part of the team. Okay. But I know I know Sean has said that, you know, Triple H did enough to get the team in place that whenever he did step back, they felt like it was still a well-oiled machine. And were able to do the job just like he was still there. So whether that was just, you know, normal business propaganda or whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it wasn't that simple because he had so many people at the time, but again, so many of them have been let go since that happened too. Um, I was very surprised that they said that the performance centers are moving forward just because I know how many offices they've closed around the globe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, they were talking about Japan, but they closed the Japan office. Yeah. I just keep waiting for them to just shut down NXT UK. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, if they're going to continue with this, you know, and especially now that they're doing the uh, clash at the castle in September, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that, maybe that will hold strong. I don't think UK will go anywhere. Because they're still shipping people in between brands, so you know, they, taking people from there and sending people over there, so yeah. I'm still going strong with that. I just felt like the way they were bringing transitioning some of them, that it was just like, all right, that just you going, got you yeah. got the names out of it that uh-huh. you want, and yeah, then can release the others yeah. because they do have through the WWE network, they do have some of the other UK promotions streaming on the network, mm-hmm. like Progress. You know, they put all their events on there, so. I don't. They don't go live, but I think like maybe like the next day or the week of after the event happens, they throw up their events. Okay. So it's like, yeah, there's there's stuff to watch on there, and I do. I think they do have a commitment to the UK, but mm. it could be better in a way too. Oh. <laughs> um. So with that, I mean, I think those were the hot topics for the week. Was there? Do we want to talk about anything on WWE programming? I have a quick question. Um, yeah. Since we brought up like NXT UK and you know performance centers and all that stuff, um, with Freddie Prince Jr. saying that he wants to start his own mm-hmm. promotion, and everybody wants to promote like starting a promotion and want to be on TV. Do you think there's about to be too many promotions out there? Absolutely. TV was yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's never enough. There's never enough like wrestling promotions, like indie wise. Indie wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on what they're classified as. Mm. 
if they're going to be an indie promotion, okay, like do what you want to do. But if they're going to try to be, if if I'm looking at the main promotions of the U.S., of course WWE, then AEW, Impact, um, and then MLW. I guess I would say mm-hmm. yeah, maybe those would be like the top four. If you're going to try to fit into that, there's already a lot going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's. We're not going to have the best of the best necessarily. Not saying that you're not going to have a nice group of talent, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because when Steve sent the link about the WES, yeah, yeah. AOPs, I'm like another. It was like, I mean, you got entertainment in the title. You definitely trying to go on TV. <laughs> but then their first shows in the UK, so it's like, are they? Where are they trying to be? Are they going to mm-hmm. be a UK promotion? Are they going to be a US based promotion? Because mm-hmm. yeah. they're UK promotion, that's a whole different audience and different style. Like I want promotions to start, start with you know working on your product, and then if you're good enough, transition to TV. Don't just jump right on TV right away. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know. Everybody can't be AEW. Great. Hey. Hey, hey what's up? What's up, McJaggers? <laughs> what's going on? How's everybody doing? We good? We're doing good. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Well, uh, you know, when you take your car to the dealership for just a simple oil change and tire rotation, and then they call you and say, we got to do uh, back brakes and rotors. Um, mm-hmm. little, little little heart piece first thing in the morning. Um, Been there. But yeah, no, I... I knew I knew I was gonna need back brakes eventually. I could tell coming in the stop signs and coming down. I'm like, all right, they're gonna get me. And sure enough, they got me today. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had to go pick up the had to go pick up the car. So that's why that's why I'm hopping on here late. Um, don't want to interrupt the flow and all that. But uh, where we at? What we got going on? So real quick, already- real quick, Steve, if you if you if you lost your hearing, what would be the first test? you would use to see, to uh, figure out if you were losing it? The first test? If you if you woke up and thought you couldn't hear, what would the first thing you do to, to make noise? Well, because my wife can't sleep without the TV on, I would turn the volume up on the TV to okay. see if if it would, if I could, you know what I mean, hear it or not. Okay. That'd, be the fir- that'd be the first thing I'd do if I woke up in the morning, like, whoa, what is going on? And I shook my ear out and everything else. <laughs> I turn the TV up, and then if I can't hear that, then I know something's up. I figured you're the talker. You would say something first. Yeah. Funny guy. Everybody was like, I talk. I do something. And nobody was like, I talk. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'm not, yeah, like I'm not thinking about what the hell's going on trying to listen to my own voice. Like, (laughs) see if I can hear somebody else. Um, On uh, promotions. Promotions. Yeah. We've, about, yeah, we've done the conversation about uh, Sasha, Naomi, and Stephanie and Triple H. Uh, we just started talking about yeah promotion. Don't know if you want to pose your question again. Yeah, or um, with Freddie Prince Jr. saying you know he wants to start a promotion and AOP's one that WES. Are there too many promotions out there? So first off, it's LOP, not AOP. Legion of Pain, <laughs> not Authors of Pain. Um, are there too many promotions out there? 
I'm I'm gonna say no. Just like, are there too many podcasts out there? Are there too many? You know what I mean? Like, we're we're, and I'm sure I don't know what. Stop me if if what I'm about to say you guys already covered. So that way we can keep this thing rolling. I don't want to rehash stuff that you guys. We just really start talking about, about that topic. Um, for me, no, there's not too many promotions, and just like there's not too many podcasts, right? Like everybody got a podcast about something. Um, people tune into this show. Sometimes weekly, sometimes every now and again, whatever. Shout out to everybody that tuned in Thursday night. Uh, we appreciate it as well. Um, good numbers on that episode. Uh, keep sharing it. Uh, make sure, you know, if it doesn't help you, it'll help somebody else. Um, but I think now we're getting to the point where there's levels, right? Like, we're on the lowest rung of podcasts. And mm-hmm. that's fine. We just started out with brand, not brand new, but you know what I mean? We're we're a year and a half into this thing, almost two years coming up here in, in the fall. Um, so, like, us building it and gaining an audience and working through things are the same things that, like, this wrestling entertainment series that LOP started up. It's going to be the same thing that Freddie Prince is going to start up, you know, where you're at the you're at the bottom of bottoms and you're just trying to to get out there. And if people like what you're doing, hopefully they come back and tune in again, right? And then as you step up, you know, you get your your mid-tier indies, um, you know, and then you have obviously your MLWs, Impacts, WWEs. And it's no different than the podcasting game where you have like, I mean, you can name it just from the world of wrestling alone. Look at it, right? Um, Obviously what Conrad did really got the ball just – rolling and knocked out of the park with he's done with everybody um and his you know i think he's up to what six or seven now um with everybody from bruce to jeff jared eric bischoff jr you know you run down the line flair um but then outside of our world outside of wrestling you know you have joe rogan who's huge you have Joe Budden in the music industry, uh, Rory and Mao in the music industry. You got drink champs with Noriega and them. Um, sports, you have um, the knuckleheads with Q Rich and, and, and um, Darius Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You got Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Um, you got the pivot with Ryan Clark and them. Brandon Marshall with I Am Athlete. Like you see, but there's levels, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing with wrestling promotions. There's levels, there's stuff to it. You know, we went to Wrestle Pit when they did their show. You know, it was their second ever event and loved it. Loved the atmosphere, loved the feeling. They had some bigger names come in and it was great. They had a nice size crowd like for the for the venue. It wasn't like there were a ton, ton of empty chairs or anything like that. But then you step up from that and you go to somebody like IWC that's been around for 20 years and they're, you know, selling out their venue all the time and they're doing shows in minor league baseball stadiums. Um, and that's just like locally, you know what I mean? So too many, no, there, there's so many platforms where you can put stuff on now. And if people like it and they find it, then they're going to stick with it. Whether it's Twitch, whether it's fight, whatever. Um, and for me, the more, the more, the more companies, the more availability for the boys to work. Continue to get reps, right? We see it in sports all the time. What's the main thing? You need reps, right? Um, to get better and improve. So you're only going to do that 
by having matches and wrestling. The territory days were great because you would drive around and you would go to different places all over the country. You could reinvent your character. You could try different things. People would see you for a short amount of time and you'd move on somewhere else. And we talked about this a long time ago where now it's the same thing, but not it's globally, mm-hmm. right? It's expanded. It's globally. So you could, you could go to the UK, you could go to Australia, you can go to Japan, you can come here to the States, you know, you can go to South Africa, you know what I mean? Like everywhere. So people will find it if they like it, they tune in. Not everybody's going to be on the level of AEW, WWE, and to a lesser extent, Impact and MLW. I feel so many people are jumping into TV deals without building your promotion first. I mean, I, I, I agree there should be more wrestling <clears throat> everywhere, but right now there's going to be too much on TV if everybody's trying to work for TV deals. Build your brand first and then hop on TV. But isn't isn't that the beauty of having like fight? Where you could go on and you can stream, and if you want to, if you want to buy a show for five or ten bucks to watch it, you can, and it's no big deal. It's like going to the movies and seeing, hey, do I like these characters? Would I want to tune back again? Like, I'm bored on a Saturday night. I ain't got nothing else to do. Let me throw five bucks on this obscure wrestling show from wherever and see if you know I like it. But is there also, is there also a talk about oversaturation to the point whenever you have all these promotions and if you're only drawing 10 people to come see your show live, what's the sustainability of that? Like is the bubble going to bust one day? Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's nice for the boys to have something. And I think if it's an independent show, I'd rather see that. I'd rather see more independence than I would rather see to your uh, topic, Jason, of another TV show. Mm. Because at least with the independence, you can use local talent and you can bring in, names as needed to help draw mm-hmm. that show i'd rather see more of that than i'd rather see another show go into the big the big picture more than anything i mean um, even if you oh, only because look at the ratings mm-hmm. um like yes wwe gets the majority of the ratings and goes to AEW, and then you see the huge dip to impact and then it's like there's there's to me, it's like it's not long-term sustainability for the wrestling business. Whenever you're not getting a lot of, I don't think you can judge ratings like how you like how we used to judge ratings. Because there's too many ways to watch stuff now. There are, and not all that's factored, not, not all that not all that's factored into the numbers they could put out on a weekly basis. Right, like you're not you're not factoring. They're not factoring in. You know, who watches on YouTube, who who watches on Xbox, who's on Twitch, who's on, you know what I mean? Like you're you're still looking at Nielsen ratings that are however the hell they're still around. I don't they they might be the, the biggest tricksters of them all by getting people to believe that Nielsen ratings still matter in 2022, but like and that barely accounts for X and number of households and you know, sometimes DVR ratings aren't even pulled mm-hmm. into that if, if it's not watched within a certain number of hours after the show's recorded. So, like, do I think it's as high as it was in the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars when eight, nine million people were tuning in on Monday nights? You know, six, seven, eight, nine million people? No, but do I think it's more than, say, two and a half that are reportedly watching 
you know, raw on a weekly basis, it may be a little bit higher, but not much. Um, ratings are nice to talk about because it can you can throw it out there as a statistic to argue your point. I just don't see their value being as as impactful as it was back in the day. I, I just don't know if YouTube views are justified. To Yes, they're good to sit there and say like, hey, this video had a million views or whatever. I just don't know, is that a fan that's going to spend money on you? Or is that just a casual fan that's just, hey, I'm going to check out, you know, what they're doing on on YouTube this week? Because if it if it if the YouTube millions of views don't equal to a fan buying a ticket or buying merchandise or whatever, yes, the view's good, but it doesn't do anything to help out the promotion. But isn't that the same thing in the music business? Like, what's the value of a stream? And that's like, yeah, that's been a huge. I mean, it's this, it's the same, it's the same thing, right? I can. Yeah. I can stream a song for for a minute and a half, and if I don't like it, I can jump to the next song on the playlist on YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever, Spotify, wherever DSPs you're listening to. But so, what does that equate to? Like you said, am I going to go buy the album off of that minute and a half listen? Probably not. But that's still factored into oh, this this person did X number of units, and they're number one, and everything else. And it's like, well, you can't quantify the value of that. They still but haven't you, been able to figure out the value of that. Yeah, but music's a little bit different because of how the royalties are factored in. You know, so like whenever you factor in the, whenever you play that song, it still gets factored into the royalties. Yes, but when you now talk WWE to... and, and other groups are going to probably do get paid from YouTube and stuff like that. So that, I guess in a way that is some money that's coming into their pocket. But I don't know, I guess it's not, it's minimal to what the money could be. But we don't know what the money is. We no. have no idea what the money is, right? Like, you have no idea what, what impact gets paid from YouTube for having the traffic that they get on, a ch- on their channel. You have no idea what MLW gets. Just like just like, like Pat McAfee. Look at Pat McAfee's show on YouTube. He has a weekly show on YouTube. It's anywhere between thirty and 60,000 people. Sometimes he has, like, for the Draft Spectacular, they had... A, almost 200,000 continuous watchers on YouTube mm-hmm. for the NFL draft. Like what's the value of that? You don't like, you don't know. Right. But he can take those numbers that? and go to FanDuel and say, Hey, this is why you're giving me 120 million because I'm driving this or, you know, Traeger grill or whatever other sponsors wants to jump on board because they see the traffic and the continuous viewers. So, for your smaller shows or um, just people, general channels like our channel or YouTube, we haven't figured out YouTube yet. We can't get the algorithms right to get traffic to our YouTube page. We have no idea what we're doing wrong, how we're doing it, right? It's a game. you got to be able to play the numbers yeah. to get people. Mm-hmm. We haven't figured that out yet. Hence the show, Dumb Marks, because we still haven't figured out <laughs> YouTube. We've almost been on air for two years now, right? Um our biggest, our biggest viewers on a weekly basis are typically is Facebook Live, and they're going to be going away from podcasts. So, what's that going to do for our show? Like, how, like, are we going to be able to retain people that used to watch us on Facebook now that they're going to move away from doing podcasts? So, how do we shift in that space? Like, there's so much unknown, and it's, and it's so formulaic with trying to figure out algorithms 
to trick the system that if you don't keep up on it, then you're going to fall behind and there's going to be 10, 20, 40, 100 things in front of you that you're never even going to be seen because you're so far down the list. But why not focus on streaming? Why not focus on your new your YouTube and your Twitch? Why do you have to jump straight to TV? So who? who yeah, I don't. I don't mind them. Didn't you say like when you said Freddie Prince wasn't he looking for a TV deal? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's looking and he's pitching it, but doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, like realistically, TV wise, you have the four. Yeah. Right. Well, five if you count MLW. You have AEW, WWE, New Japan, Impact, MLW. Oh, yeah, about, the, about saying the same on TV, but yeah. It's on. Yeah, the five with TV deals, right? Yeah. Other than that, it's YouTube, it's Twitch, it's Fight TV, um, and, and whatever other platforms are out there that I may not be aware of that people are watching stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, but you look at like... All those promotions, not all of them are on TV, though, like traditional TV. MLW is only on YouTube right now. Um, same with NWA. You know. And the MLW is still on BN Sports? Are they still on there? I thought they were just... Okay, no, I thought they got rid of that. Okay. And then something changed recently. I don't, I don't get BN, I don't get BN Sports in my, in my package, so... I thought whenever their, their TV deal got messed up, I thought that was... <laughs> But if you look at pro wrestling and, and the, the history of pro wrestling, I mean, you had you had your local territory TV deals when TV was a regional package. So, you know, depending on where you lived at, you may only have seen Memphis wrestling or the Von Erickson, Texas, mm-hmm. or, you know, world, world class down in Florida. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Smoky Mountain, you know what I mean? So it was regionalized, so you only got it in certain pockets. Now I feel the access is available to more people via these other platforms that you may not see the numbers regularly, but you may have more eyes watching your product, if that makes sense. And they because would rather the multitude of platforms. And they would rather have you buy that event on Fight or on their website, whatever, instead of like you don't see too many independent promotions these days putting TV on. Like there's not like a weekly show. Like I know like Booker T does reality of wrestling. Um, he has that as a show, but you know, like IWC here in Pittsburgh, they don't have a weekly show that we, that anybody in Pittsburgh can watch. It's like you either buy their event or you don't watch. Yeah. I mean, they're on fight. You either buy it on fight or yeah. you go there live. But like Nick Aldis was talking about this with NWA back like during the pandemic and why they decided to move behind the paywall on fight. And it was, we're, we're, we're smaller. We had buzz and then the pandemic hit and it cut out any opportunity to maybe expand while we were hot. So you have to figure out a way to still have money come in and going behind the paywall of fight for $5 subscription and whatever the cost was for all the pay-per-views was the way that they could still generate revenue to get money in during the time of the pandemic. So is it right or wrong? I, there, there's no real answer. Like I, the way media is consumed now, five years from now, everything's going to be a stream in my opinion. Like it, 
Cable is going to be very hard to stick around, in my opinion, because it's the cost of it on top of all the other streamings. Everybody's to the point where you either got to pick or we're going to pay for all these multiple streams or are we just going to have cable because economically it's not people don't have the dispensable income to continue to pay for seven streaming platforms plus a cable package. Yeah. So what, like, what are you going to choose? And that's the beauty of it. People can choose what they want to consume. There's some people on Twitter that, that I interact with that only watch pro wrestling. Noah, I've never seen one episode of pro wrestling, Noah, but they, they only watch that. That's great. Like, that's what you like. That's what you enjoy. You feel that's the closest thing to old school wrestling. Then watch it. That's fine. Other people only watch NWA because they enjoy the studio atmosphere and the interviews and everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I'm not going to knock you for that. Like, to me, that's the beauty and where we're at right now. You can pick and choose the people that fight online constantly about <laughs> WWE only, AEW only. Like, no, I'm I'm gonna watch what I like because I have the opportunity to watch what I like. Before I didn't get that. It was only WWE because they were only on TV. I didn't have another option. Where now I could I could not watch WWE at all. I can watch New Japan, you know, whatever, and be entertained because it's what I like to watch. Hmm. Prince's deal to me is I equate what he's trying to do to like what Lucha Underground did. Where it's going to be presented more as a TV show than as a wrestling promotion. Is what I think when I hear him talk about it and what he wants to do. Now I could be completely wrong and misreading what he's trying to do, but just from what I've seen and heard of him talk about it, like I feel like that's the route that he's going with, which is why he's trying to get a TV deal. So he's trying, he's presenting it as a TV show, a series, a TV series that has wrestling incorporated in it, which is fine. Lucha Underground was great. Mm-hmm. So sports entertainment. Well, there we go. Sports entertainment <laughs> and pro wrestling, right? It'll be a weekly TV show, Freddie Prince Twist. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean the the card that the card that was announced for Wrestling Entertainment Series for their first ever show in the UK, it has me intrigued. Like, I am curious to see what it looks like and how it's gonna and how it's gonna come off. Um, so you know, we'll, Christian we'll see. Noble, where's it based out of? So the first the first show is gonna take place um, in, I believe, Nottingham. Mm-hmm. But are they going to be uh, based in the UK? Like we're going to see, or are they just going to travel wherever? It hasn't. They haven't announced like okay. a home base yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be in England. Um, but like, listen to the listen to the card so far. Right, you have Adam Shear, Braun, aka Braun Strowman, is going to face Alistair Overeem. Who's making his first pro wrestling debut match? You have Nia Jax versus CJ Perry, Lana. 
Legion of Pain with Paul Ellering versus Weston Blake and Steve Macklin. Killer Cross versus uh, Samurai Del Sol and Jonah. Triple Threat. Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood versus Deanna Peraza and Chelsea Green. And those are all title matches. Those are all for their belts. Okay. You have Mojo Raleigh versus Lince Dorado. Um, and then on the pre-show, you have Mike Bennett versus Biff Busick, Oni Lorkin. Dirty Dango, Fandango versus uh, Leves Valenzuela Jr., who is No Way Jose. So, I mean. Sound like old school NXT. You know, for, <laughs> five, se- for five, seven bucks, like. Yeah. Sounds like their $10? friends are all getting together to have a show. So is, is this the week of Clash of, uh, at the Capitol or whatever it is? Clash in Cardiff? No, it's not. It's the same week? <laughs> no, no. It'll, be, uh, it, it'll be on June 4th. It's okay. on June 4th. Okay. So coming up here in two weeks. A couple weeks, yeah. <laughs> the same week as Clash of the Castle. So you, you're going to have a bunch of people holding back another promotion from some other promotion. But, like, if you look at, if you look at the names that cool. are on there, you have people from – Rosebuds. You have people from a ton of different uh, different companies and everything else working yeah. this show. Like you have people that haven't haven't wrestled since they left WWE, but they're wrestling on this show. Like I don't know. Some of those matchups intrigue me. I may tune in for ten dollars. Like if I got nothing else going on, why not? You know what I mean? Nia Jax is actually surprising whenever I saw her on that card for how she said she probably wasn't gonna get back into wrestling. And the presentation, I'm curious about the presentation of it. Mm-hmm. See, like, like that's what that's what intrigues me the most with all these different pop-up promotions, if you want to call them promotions. It's you have creative people being able to express themselves creatively in the way that they want to create. So they're putting their stuff out there as they see it. You you know, you have it with this. Zicky Dice has done that on Twitch with the shows that he's done. Um you have Josh Barnett with Bloodsport and what he's done. It's a it's a way different presentation from your traditional wrestling show. I don't know. I feel no way is coming out as no way, regardless. <laughs> with the rosebud. <laughs> if you if you had hair, you look like you could be a no way Jose stunt double. <laughs> so the, I mean. Let the people create, and people are going to attract to it and watch it. If they like it, great. If not, we'll see. Like, will they sell out? I don't know. Depends on the venue. And, you know, UK is a hotbed. They haven't had wrestling because of the pandemic. So, you know, is it smart to do your first show there? Potentially, yeah. I think it'll be a hot crowd, especially with the names that you have on the card or people that they recognize name-wise. Mm-hmm. From being in WWE or Impact or MLW or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. So, to me, it's fascinating. I <coughs> listen. Do I want everybody to succeed and get the bag and get a big time deal and everybody's paid? Absolutely. Like, I'm not gonna hate on anybody. Like, people shit on the, the control your narrative with EC3 and all of them. And it's like, okay, but they're doing it the way that they want to do it, the way that they see fit. And if people are interested and want to buy it, like, 
I'm I'm not gonna say that they're wrong for doing it that way because mm-hmm. it's not a tradition a traditional wrestling formatted program slash promotion. And the people that are shitting on it, have they actually given it a chance? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Like Either. like honestly, I I, don't know. I, en- I enjoyed them. It was like it was like a movie. Okay. So like it cinema. Presented, yeah, it was, but not not cinema like as in cinematic matches. Okay. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, is everybody going to get the big time TV deal like WWE and AEW? No, I don't. I don't think they're. And it, TV has never been that way for pro wrestling, and I don't think it will ever change. Yeah. It's, my two cents as far as te- as far as TV goes. Mm-hmm. Unless you find that niche like Lucha Underground did where it was something completely different, brand new. The performers were fantastic. The writing was great. The shooting of it was a fantastic. And it caught people's attention and had them hooked. Like, mm-hmm. Can you repeat that? I don't know. That's mm-hmm. That's the age old trick, right? Like, like you can bottle, yeah, you can bottle it up and sell it. Everybody would be making money, yeah. right? Like old school ECW, right? Yeah, the like ultimate XPW niche. Tried. Yeah. The ultimate niche. <laughs> XPW tried to be ECW. You know, they had their market, but that was the thing. But look at MLW is trying to do Azteca like, Underground. GCW, GCW. But look at ECW. They fell apart once they got on TV because they couldn't be ECW on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, is, is TV the goal potentially, but what's that going to do to your product for ECW? It ruined it because mm-hmm. it wasn't ECW. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong. It is, you know, we'll see. So, yeah. all right. Um, we, you said you guys touched on Naomi, Sasha and, and that already mm-hmm. um, Stephanie. So I'm not going to rehash that. I want you to. Uh, I want you. To, I want you to just spin it to where this comes out positive. I want you to fantasy book this real quick. <laughs> Naomi Sasha. <laughs> or is this just? Is this just? Hey, they're they're gone. Um. So, reading all the different reports and seeing what I saw, if if the situation was where. February, they were told, we're going to put you together as a tag team. You get over as a tag team. You instantly sell merch as a tag team. You win the tag team titles at WrestleMania. You have no feud set up after WrestleMania. Then they come to you and say, okay, now you're in this six-pack main event, which is great. But, Naomi, you're going to beat Sasha at the end to go over. You're going to face Bianca and lose to Bianca to put her over. Sasha, you're going to face Ronda, but you're going to lose to Ronda to help put her over. And we're just not going to do anything with the tag team titles right now. They're just going to sit there and kind of just chill. That's a new wrinkle to pin Sasha. I didn't know that. Yeah. So does that creative make sense? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Is it worth walking out of? Professionally wise, no, you're you're you know you're contracted, whatever. But at some point, 
how do you get the attention to make things change? If, if reports were that you met with Vince, he presented it to you, told you to come up with something different, you change it, you come up with something different, he doesn't like that idea. They come back to you, producer says, okay, if this is what we're doing, you talk amongst yourselves again and go, it's, it makes no sense for us. If, what can we do with these tag team titles to help build up tag team titles? If, if we're just, then why even have tag team titles? You know? Um, so so now that it's done, how, and it's all this buzz is around it, how can you spin this if you can? Or is it just part of, part of me? Part of me still feels like this is nothing but a work. That's the how way I felt that, when I first the heard way it. That they, the way that they've addressed it, the statement oh. they put out Monday, Graves' statement, Cole's last night on SmackDown. You could tell he was uncomfortable reading that too. Mm-hmm. Like Pat McAfee's face was giving way. it away. Like he didn't want nothing to do with it. He sat back mm-hmm. in the chair and was just like, like. <laughs> He just yes. said, Cole just said to be a company guy, unfortunately, at that moment. Yeah. Like to me, whatever whatever bridge they started to burn by walking out, and they may have burnt the bridge completely. Like it may have just been okay, yeah, we're stripping you, we're holding you at home, we're gonna, you know, freeze your contract, you're not gonna get paid, but you're not you know, whatever the case may be. Um whatever bridge was left. WWE burnt the rest of it themselves by what they did last night. So, like, see, I, I I disagree with that a little bit because kind of what we were talking about earlier is when Stone Cold walked out, WWE made it so much worse. I think, and they still were able to repair the relationship. You know, if you if you go back to when Stone Cold walked out that week on confidential they did a 20 minute segment just talking shit on him and him walking who, out who repaired the relationship it wasn't stone cold reaching out and it wasn't vince reaching out who repaired the relationship i mean JR, JR. yeah right but it was jr and stone cold talking and right but and it who was is, who is there now in jr's role that will repair the relationship Jimmy. nobody's there <laughs> Jimmy Swan, yeah, Jimmy, maybe I don't know what Bailey speak on your behalf. I don't know. No, no, nobody's there. And if you look at Sasha and Naomi, Naomi stands are what they are. Sasha stands are what they are. But if you look at them individually and how they've been booked over their time, is Sasha a six-time world champion? Yes, but for five of those six runs, she lost it the very next time. She'd win a championship and then lose it on her first defense. That was the narrative. Sasha can't win a title match after she wins the belt. She only had one long run as champ. Naomi is arguably the best of all four. It's arguably the best mm-hmm. woman on the roster. Naomi, she's been champ what? Twice. 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 Yeah. And we're we're guessing that. So that goes to tell you how those runs went. But she's been one of the most over people in your company. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're constantly chopping your people at the knees for how long those two have been on the main roster, 
at some point, yeah, shit's gonna it's gonna hit the fan, and I'm gonna say, all right, I'm done. I'm 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 out. And this is also Sasha's second time walking out. We brought up that up earlier too. So, and I saw the narrative on Twitter talking about, well, the WWE is going to lose more Sasha, more money without Sasha than they would if Sasha was there, and they they need Sasha more than Sasha needs them. And it's like, do you not know the the machine is the machine? Yeah, the machine yeah. lost Hogan. They still went on. <laughs> the machine lost Rock. They still went on. The machine, you know, Cena. Still going on. It, it doesn't matter. They're still going to go on and they're still going to make their money. One talent is not bigger than the brand. That's why you're not going to have breakout stars the way you had with Stone Cold, The Rock, Cena. Like those days are over with. Sasha has other opportunities, yes, but you're not going to find many other people that are going to use WWE as the catapult and springboard to bigger and better things. Because they're not letting talent do that. They'll let them get over to a point, And then after that, it's all about the shield and the brand. Just like the NFL. So positively speaking, I really don't see a positive aspect to it. Unless this entire thing is a work. I hope and they come is, back, is. And they come back as heels. Like this is what they did. Because they, they need a heel tag team women's championship team. I even that doesn't make sense. But the biggest bullshit out of all of this is what Cole said last night. The, the WWE women's titles have made careers, and they're going to hold a women's tournament to crown new champs. You don't have a women's tag team division to have a tournament. So you're just going to slap a bunch of women together and put them out there to put titles on them for what? To do nothing, to sit around just like you did with Naomi and Sasha. So – doesn't that prove their point? Hopefully they bring up some NXT talent. We counted three or four top yeah. teams on the roster right now. Main roster. Yeah. But how many of those are actual teams? None. None. The only true women's tag team you have in all of WWE is Toxic Attraction. Casey, because I yeah, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> would you bring up Zoe and EO? Who? Would you bring up Zoe and EO? Zoe's still injured. She's not still? even close to coming back. Yeah. Damn, I don't know. You know how long she was out. Yeah. yeah, I mean you don't have you don't have tag you have no tag teams. And if you look at the course of the women's tag team champs on the main roster. It was only one. They've all been singles thrown together. Except for uh, Iconics. That's it. One. Iconics. The only one. This, this look what they did with them. To the yep. point now, they're not even in wrestling. <laughs> they're not even in wrestling no more. Could be a starting point. <laughs> but why now, three years after you well, debuted, you decide to start the division now? I appreciate the optimism on that, Jason. Yeah, I'm <laughs> up. yeah I just don't. Me, it, it's... I brought it up earlier. I'd rather just see this be the retiring of the titles. Yes, just let it go away now. Yes. It doesn't need. They don't need to be there. Agreed. They don't do nothing with the IC or the US title, so. 
Vince didn't want these titles in the first place. So you can tell by the way it's been booked, he didn't yeah. want the titles. So I said they put stuff out there as you know, we're so revolutionary and we're so for this, that, and the other, but then it's just a smokescreen because you don't do anything with it. So don't have a tournament. Just let them, yeah, retire them and just have your vacant your women's belt on one show, your women's belt on the other show. So make the U.S. belt a women's belt. Um, we haven't touched anything promotion wise other than these topics. Anything you so this is a good topic though. So so here's a here's another topic for you and. It'll start off promotion specific, but we can get into a bigger topic. The Joker reveals Wednesday night. Disappointed or delivered? For the men, I didn't mind. The women was terrible. I was disappointed in both of them. Good thing you're not on Twitter because the See? the Maki Maki Ito uh, fan club is going to kill you. Uh, I mean, I like her too. I like her too, but no. It's, I don't know. I feel, I feel bad for Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> <laughs> that crowd, that crowd popped for Gargano. They didn't yeah. pop for John yeah. Morrison. They, they, they saw, saw that, Johnny pop up. They saw Johnny pop up and they went nuts. Yeah. And then, I thought it was too. <laughs> and then Elite followed after that. And I popped because I'm like, <laughs> This son of a bitch came up with another name for another promotion. Like, <laughs> he never fails. Like, it's tremendous. And I like Morrison in the ring. I always have liked Morrison in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he could do some really good shit in there with a lot of talent that's in AEW. Um, you know, you look at his run in Lucha Underground as Johnny Mundo with him in Phoenix and him in Penta, him in Ricochet, even though Ricochet's in WWE, but like, Match-wise, those were some of the best matches of Morrison's career, and like I think he could do a hell of a job. So as a one-time as a one-time deal, I'm 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 okay. Yeah, so I was fine with it. Yeah. So so we'll let you down. Was it your expectation? Because it wasn't their uh, it wasn't them hyping it. This is. I think everybody else hyped it. All they had was Joker on the bottom. This ain't Tony Khan yeah. coming out like I got a surprise. Yeah, oh, yeah. This, this is, is just yeah. your expectations that let you down. Well, that's where I that's where I wanted to go from like the topic standpoint. Like mm-hmm. Nate, like because you you've had the surprises that you had in W in AEW and how they've done it, not all of them have been a smash hit, but like now I think no matter who they debut, it's gonna be a letdown because the fans expect it to be somebody else mm-hmm. a certain you know what i mean like you had you had the the danielson and cole debuts at the same time which was crazy andrade coming in um miro was a surprise back when he you know came in like you've had these people that have come in and have gone on to do good things we can debate andrade to this point but um now those names are gone so you don't have the name value to debut to make the debut as impactful as the hype. Because I think people were just thinking like, oh, somebody's just going to straight jump ship or something because there can't be like other than, I mean, well, you still got Gargano and Cesaro. 
or the other two possibly left that I can think of. But other than that, there's nobody worth getting worked up over that can surprise you. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit here. I'm probably the worst fan whenever it came to this because I'm, I'm one of the ones that will sit there and say AEW's roster is too, too inflated. There's too many people. You know, they need to slow it down, just focus on the people that they have. And then they come out with these jokers. And I'm sitting there going like, okay, who, who are we bringing in? <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you do, if you, and you notice neither one of them got the graphic, so neither one of them are signed. Hmm. So, like, if you're yeah, bringing yeah. them in for one-offs in a tournament scenario, I'm, I'm okay. off. I'm yeah, cool. I'm okay I'm for it. Okay, give me a nice surprise in the tournament. You know, they weren't going to beat who they were facing, right? Um, I thought it was smart to put the Jokers up against who they put it up because you would get the most eyes on those segments, mm-hmm. right? Um, they put them in. They put one in each hour of the show. I thought it was nice. Good booking to open the show with Joe mm-hmm. and, and the and the Joker there. Um, so yeah, I mean, from that standpoint, it was to me it was done right in this scenario. If you're just looking at it from the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament, like I got no problem with how they did it and how they handled it. Mm-hmm. It's the constant now of the shutting off the lights and you have you know <laughs> Satnam Singh debut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's like, especially whenever and we talked about this in the past, when you use um, House of Black and you use that for them, you can't do it for House yes. of Black and do it for new people surprised. coming in. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's it's confusing when you're watching the program. Yeah. So, with, them, we, I, with them, I'm not going to be satisfied until I see Rainmaker there. Or Roman Reigns there, so <laughs> I mean, so, and, so any other surprise that they have, it just would be like, okay, whatever. So I'm wondering of to... which there. I don't know if you guys saw this week. Uh, there's a show on HBO called Hacks, and they gave a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> they put thing. the line in there when Roman Reigns shows up in AEW. Yeah. I'll get you this or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, my my bigger my bigger topic question was. With debuts and and is the the lights out shock and awe spring debut is that is that better than the vignette build to a debut a la when Jericho came over um, in the WWE with the tease of the the Y two K and the countdown and everything else and the, you know trying to get that like. Which would you prefer to see, like in today's pro wrestling? For me, let me get the vignette build mm-hmm. with the however you're going to do it um, to have me guess and, and build and give some potential insight as to the character that's coming in and how they're going to be portrayed and whatnot. Yeah. Then just do the lights out or music hits and the name pops up on the screen and you get the, the instant holy shit moment. Give, give me that. I want the actual surprise. Give me a through the crowd running. I, I don't need the vignettes because I don't want to speculate because there you go, building up your anticipation to it being Johnny Elite. So I'll just, I'll just well, take the initial pop, the initial surprise. I don't want to. But in this, in this, in this scenario, the initial pop wasn't for him. 
So did it work? Because it was for Gargano. Like, I mean, once they saw Morrison and it registered, <laughs> then you had people. You were let down. <laughs> no, I mean, the crowd I mean, didn't go dead silent. Like, there, yeah. people were still popping for him coming, you know, coming over. But it wasn't like – if yeah. that initial pop was was as loud as it was and Gargano does walk out, that decibel level goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what are the chances you get Johnny Elite again? Where you can compare to Johnny Gar- Johnny Wrestling, Johnny. What are the chances you can make that mistake? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's almost in a lifetime deal. <laughs> like if I see, as soon as I see the face, the person, okay, then I know. Pop. I would like for them to do vignettes again, because that's what we grew up on. Mm-hmm. Like you know the Mister Perfect stuff, the Razor Ramon stuff, which really comes to my mind. But I don't think any wrestler could do or wrestling company could do vignettes anymore. If you do like vignettes a, like that, yes. Don't yeah. do the mystery vignettes. Yeah, but I think the vignette stuff is a thing of the past. I don't think nobody could do them anymore, like a proper good vignette. So just you give know, me. Do you, so, so do you think like internet, everything's kind of spoiled that too? Yes. Oh, oh, for sure, man. I don't like, yeah. Because there's too I mean, many the, people in the dirt sheets digging up stuff and everything. Just, man, just give me the lights out, name up on the board. And that's it. And then again, if it's not Roman Reigns or Rainmaker, it's not going to make a big shock to me. So I think there the can last... be a happy medium with that where you can still have the, you know, you can do the occasional, you know, lights out, do it. And then you can have like a few buildups. But who has that? Who has that personality? There's not too much of that in wrestling left. No. You got a bunch of wrestlers. <coughs> enough charisma. To pull yeah, off, but we're not talking. We were talking about like build-up vignettes. We weren't talking about like a Razor Ramon vignette. Oh, okay, just to... we were talking about like a Jericho where you don't know it's Jericho coming in. You're just getting there. Oh, so like through. okay, like that. All yeah, right. Now, now I agree. You know, okay. I think if you're going to do like a Razor Ramon vignette or Mr. Perfect or whatever, that needs to be homegrown talent that you're that you know can can pull it off. You're just not giving them that just because they're going on TV next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I thought it was the, that. Didn't give me the tease like the Jericho. If he teases something like that. The last um, one that I think that was done really well that was also vignettes and then like interaction with the roster backstage and stuff and leaving people laying and everything else was Killer Cross and Impact was the last one that did it to the point where it made sense. It debuted the character. It got him over to the point where as soon as he was shown and you saw his face, it was like, oh, shit, this is things are changing. Like stuff picked up. It's a different animal now. Like, but that's the last one that I can think of that was done really well from that well, standpoint. The last one that I can think of was the vignettes they made originally for Sting that ended up being used for Taker. Um what was it like? I forget what what there was like a date. Like it was like in the rain. Like you saw the, the house in the woods and all that. Okay, I really like yeah. that. Oh, okay, that one. Okay. That one. Uh, I didn't know no. who that was for. Yeah, no, and I didn't know who that was, was for. And then it then when Undertaker came out, I was like, again. <laughs> I, I was. I was like yeah. again. So that was a letdown. Yeah, it was supposed to be used for Sting coming in, and then mm-hmm. when the deal wasn't didn't end up getting finalized, they just used it for Taker. Which I like the was one, smart, but. I remember the one with the kid in the classroom that was for Jericho because I didn't know who it was. 
Okay. Yeah, the one that was black and white with the kid in there. And when Jericho came out, again, I was let down, was like, again? It, it, it's, it was like, if I want to see like a complete change with that, like mm-hmm. somebody who I haven't seen before, like yeah. in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want a complete, wow, this is, this, this is shocking. You know, if it's for a return of wrestler, no. It's not going to do nothing for me personally. Um, I know we're 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 long here, so we we can kind of wrap this up. One, two things that well, I I'll just go with the one thing that made zero sense to me last night. You have Max Dupree <laughs> debut on SmackDown, but his name was L.A. Knight. It wasn't Eli Drake. It had. L.A. Knight had no ties to w- L.A. Knight was a WWE O name. He's been on NXT for however long as L.A. Knight. Yet you change his name again on the main roster after you had him out there on Dark Masters and everything else as L.A. Knight doing the gimmick and L.A. Day and L.A. Day. <laughs> the SmackDown graphics said L.A. Day. This, and now it's Max Dupree. This gave me that initial butch, that initial butch. Uh, <laughs> like normally I'm like I'm on board and I'm like, hold, uh, what the? F-? So, I didn't even watch SmackDown, so I didn't know he permitted. That that that's awful. <laughs> that is terrible. Hey, if he can still like, talk, let him let him talk. Like I don't, I'm, I'm gonna miss the LA Knight gimmick. Yeah, the LA Knight. L.A. Knight was Eli, was Eli Drake as L.A. Knight, right? Yeah. Like, it was the cadence with L.A. Knight, you know, Eli Drake. Like, the, it was the same. He just tailored it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh, no, after like, seeing no. it, they, take the name change out of it, and it, it's garbage. It is what it is. <laughs> but seeing what he did last night, son of a bitch is going to get it over. I'm He's buying it to him, over. but not the modeling agency. <laughs> the, He's gonna have the, some bums with him. The un the uncomfortableness of being the close talker, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Like I was like, oh, this is this is this is gonna be good. Like this I thought they killed it right away when he was like, yeah, you were you were signed under Sonya, and she's not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, now. One person he's been rumored and tied to for the modern age. Well, two people. Mace, which is a different... I I believe he's going to be a different name again. Um, Face. (laughs) Monsoor. So who knows what he's going to be repackaged as. This could have been Veer. That was my point. (laughs) We have Veer who is... the, the suit wearing the, the playboy <laughs> Indian Casanova with the flowing locks and everything else. Like, why not put him with this? And and Eli being his mouthpiece would get that even over. Yeah, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, that was my like. I watched it last night, and I'm like, this was tailor made for Veer to be how he is online on social media to. To just take that character, it's himself, turn it up to 10, which is what 
pro wrestlers say is the best version of their characters, right? Yeah. It's themselves, majority of themselves, their personality, and they tune it up. That's fear, not the face paint wearing, grunting, yelling, you know, Indian warrior gimmick that he's doing now. Like, this was perfect for him. And then somebody was like, now we know what they wanted Adam Cole to do on the main roster. (laughs) (laughs) My only, my only, my only, uh, my only concern is that because Eli Drake is as good as he is as a mouthpiece and a talker. And I've said this before, I don't want him to be, uh, I don't want him to turn into Cyrus. I don't. I don't want him to be. Hey, you. You're. We're, we're not going to use you to wrestle at all. You're going to be strictly manager mouthpiece, because that, that's my only fear for it. Like the dude is talented and, and he looks fantastic. He can talk. If he were a couple inches taller, maybe Vince would put the rocket on him. But he's somebody that you could use and can build and can be a star for your company. And hopefully, they don't just tether him to be in this managerial modeling agency talent mouthpiece. There's there's no doubt the dude can talk. And been a fan of his mic skills since impact. Um it yeah, it it just depends on what Vince thinks of him. If, if Vince doesn't see if he just thinks he's a regular worker in the ring, this that's exactly what he'll be. It's just the mouthpiece. Time will tell. Yep. So, all right. Um, else in wrestling? No, I did. I I got thrown off with having to go get my car, so my plan was just you know I'll jump on and and catch up where you guys were at. Um, so if there was anything, we can touch on it. I just said last five minutes of SmackDown were just glorious. The kids' faces, amazing. You seen kids crying. So okay, every quick, minute since you brought it up, um, uh, we saw both shows Wednesday night and last night, pretty much end the same way with a beatdown and melee. Um, who did it better? One and two. Should we have more shows go off the air like that where you don't know what's happened after the after the show's gone off? Like, to me, I saw Wednesday night, and after that ended, I tweeted out, hey, that's a good old-fashioned Raw Nitro ending. Like, it was refreshing to see the show go off with chaos. Yeah, Not that you got to do it every week, but... Yeah. It was the main event on Wednesday? I forget. It was... Uh, Jeff and Jeff and Cole in okay. the ladder match for the Owen, okay. and then it broke down to the Bucks and you know them beating up the Hardys. Hardys and you had Darby and Sting come out, and O'Reilly took out Sting. I know Donald, you were jumping up in your chair. Um, Don't go off with chaos. AEW's done a lot of chaos, though. They've done that a lot. Did it more in the beginning. But... I don't mind. I don't mind whenever it's used occasionally. I don't need it every week, though. <laughs> Did he had it on Rampage? <laughs> I 
Are you mad that WWE UK tweeted out the Usos as Universal Champions and spoiled it before the uh, before the show went on there? I didn't even see that. They, didn't see <laughs> <it>. <laughs> they, they tweeted it out and then it instantly got deleted. But, you know, as the Internet does what the Internet does, they screen grabbed it and you know, <laughs> running around. It was like, oh. We know who's gonna win the the, the unify the belts. <laughs> I honestly, last night whenever they whenever I saw that that was gonna be a match, I was like, all right, shenanigans are gonna happen, and there's not gonna be a clear winner because you just had a pay per view and you're about to have another one. Why why are you just throwing that on SmackDown? Run it back, <laughs> like like that was your original plan for the pay per view, and then that got changed, and everybody was talking about, oh no, they're not gonna unify the titles. You know that wasn't the plan. That the six man match was always the plan. And then two weeks later, you get the match on TV. Okay. All, right. Yeah. Me. All right, let's jump in and drink a beer. Chug, 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 chug. All right, this week's drink of the week is going to be uh, me enjoying this beer after the, um, you know, $380 I just spent at the car dealership getting my car fixed this morning. So I'm going to enjoy this one and drink away my sorrows for my bank account being lighter again. <laughs> That's all you paid for new rotors on the back? Brakes and rotors, yeah. Ooh, you might have to tell me your mechanic because that's a lot cheaper than what I pay. Um, all right, Jay, set this up. What you got? Uh, Baltimore Blonde. It's uh, Open Gate Guinness Brewery from uh, Guinness. In Open Gate, I don't know. In Baltimore. <laughs> in, in Baltimore, yeah. <laughs> so it's a Chris Golden Beer Citrus Tree with a refreshing finish. You guys know what to look for on the bottle. I don't. I don't even know where it is. Five percent alcohol. I was very intrigued by this yep. when you picked it up. Um, oh, it's light. Mm-hmm. It's light. It's crisp. Mm-hmm. It's citrusy. So we're we're continuing the spring summer beer review here. Um, we've had a nice run, so hopefully this one lives up to the the other three we've had the past couple weeks. It's plain. I like it. Not mad at it. Not mad no. at it at, at no. all. I mean, Baltimore produces great things. <laughs> crab, what crab cakes and football? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, Jason. <laughs> Seafood. Nah, that's about all. <laughs> Throw it in a rotation with everything. Man, this is good. As far as spring and summer beers, like man, this is good. I kind of hate it's a Baltimore beer. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to shit on it because you know, like the Ravens, I can't you yeah. know you know like anything from Baltimore, but this is throw Man. it throw it in the throw it in the rotation. Like I said, I got no no gripes about this at all. This is super smooth, super, super crisp. Um a day like today when it's gonna be ninety-two outside. I'll I'll bury six or eight of these and, and sit out in that sun and wake stand up and be all. Woo-hoo. I'll go four. Yeah, yeah, four, four, absolutely. That's four, solid. I'm gonna be the different one here. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, it's your flavor profile. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a bad beer. It's definitely light, drinkable, and everything. But yeah, I can't say it would go in my rotation at all. I'm gonna give it a two. 
Is it because it's Guinness, but it, it throws you off because it's not the stout like you're used to drinking? No, Guinness I mean I think it's a, a heavy beer. I think it's a good blonde. It, you know, has that citrus. I get the citrus nose. It had head. legs. And- <laughs> <laughs> Where's that house guest monologue? At? 34, 34, <laughs> Yeah, it's not a bad beer at all. It's just yeah. To me, there's just nothing special about it. I, I mean, I'm, really? I'm not hating it at all, but yeah, it wouldn't. I like about it. There's nothing special about it. You know, simplicity. I like it. My favorite Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you guys are out and about, definitely pick this up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's. Yeah. Smooth, drinkable, great day, sitting out by the pool, whatever the case may be. Um, Good, good to go on on the Guinness front there. So, Guinness Baltimore Blonde, we we will definitely recommend that out. Uh, let us know what you think once you pick it up and try it. And before we skip on, do we have anything in sports? Because if not, we can jump right into one. Got to go. Uh, well, nothing. We talked about well, nothing too much. Yeah. Let's get into one. Got to go. Then I don't feel like talking about Deshaun Watson and what he can potentially face as a suspension. So we'll save that. For when they actually hand it down. All right. Did we have any votes on last week's stupid scientific formula <laughs> equation bullshit? That's a great intro, Jason. <laughs> Not only did we have votes, we had one of our highest weekly votes. You're full of shit. I'm not full of shit. Mm-mm. People actually came out for this one. It's as much hate as you threw on it. <laughs> Donald walked. Maybe it was because Donald walked out. Everybody wanted to see what happened. <laughs> Donald said, hey, thank you. Shoes. <laughs> but the people voted the Pythagorean theorem gotta go. Ain't that the most well known one? No. JJ Probably broke it down. JJ broke it down on Facebook. <laughs> did he? Uh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go back and look at that and hate on him. <laughs> he was the first vote of the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First vote, longest response. <laughs> Nipples all hard. He was, oh, he was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This took, time out from, took time out from a, from, a, from a nine-mile hike that he normally does on a Sunday to, to answer the one guy to go. <laughs> I just went uh, simple with this. <laughs> Travel <laughs> transportation. <laughs> I didn't look. I didn't want to put names because I know we all had experience with certain <laughs> carriers. <laughs> I've never rode a train, so I can't even comment on whether or not the experience traveling on a train <clears throat> is worth it. People say it's. It's beautiful. You get to see the see the country, whatever the case may be. I don't know. I've never taken a train anywhere. Um, Me neither. The U.S. train system is trash compared to the European train system. I can go from England to Spain in 47 minutes, but I, I got to go from Philadelphia, to, from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, and it takes me a, a nine-hour train ride. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll go with train just because I've never been on one. I can't. I can't say that I, it's better than these other options. Um, that is the 
worst part of the train just because of how long it takes and it's not cheap it's like you're there's sometimes where the train rides are about as expensive as a plane ride so it's just like get there quicker with the plane um <laughs> i've done the train ride it's fine it, it's fine you get plenty of leg room you know like you said sometimes the the views are amazing uh for me out of them i've done all these uh the bus can go you know it's just like there's no you don't like the mega bus you don't you know <laughs> ride to, to new york you know, or atlantic city on the mega bus done it cheap we went up when we went to new york for wrestlemania we did uh greyhound up and mega bus back and it's just it's a leg room on the bus that kills me you know six three on the <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i need some more leg room and especially if every seat's taken you got no leg room or like even if you're in the aisle so yeah bus can go i've never been on a train but i want to take one uh, used to be scared to fly, but I'm comfortable enough where to that now where that's going to stay. I think everybody has a horrible Greyhound story. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Buses got to go. I don't even think there shouldn't be a mode of transportation anymore. I hate Greyhound. Mega bus, all of them. <laughs> I, uh, just like everybody, except for Chris, I've never been on a train, but I heard a train is real good. Actually, my parents were on a train from Pittsburgh to the Grand Canyon. And they said it was one of the greatest experiences they ever had on it. So I believe them. But out of these three, yeah, the bus. That bus ride we had from uh, Pittsburgh to New York was one of the worst experiences I ever had. I agree. <laughs> one of the worst. I had one where I was next to a big dude. It was like overfilling the seat. And I was just sitting there. And all of a sudden, I feel him leaning. <laughs> My leaning. He's just. And he's on my shoulder. And I'm like, get the fuck off me. He was, he was a big guy, so I'm just like, I'm going to just play sleep too. Man. I don't want no smoke on the bus. That's random. <laughs> Those chatty Cathy's in the back going to the York uh, were the worst. I'm trying to sleep, yeah. and they are just talking up a storm. And someone always blow it up back there. I mean, it's five in the morning. Like, how you talk from five in the morning till four in the afternoon is beyond me. So yeah, so make, make sure you make sure you tune in and vote on planes, trains, and automobiles this week. Um, <laughs> let us know which which mode of transportation got to go. Like we're fucking John Candy and <laughs> that's all I can play. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I might have a make it take it for the next one. Okay. Alright. Thanks for tuning to episode 87. Before we wrap things up, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and also follow us and subscribe to our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash dumbarkspod. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at dumbarkspod. And support the show by telling a friend about us and purchasing our official merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash dumbarkspod. Our audio-only edition of the show is available on demand on all your favorite podcast platforms. For all links and more, visit dumbmarkspod.com. And Steve mentioned this before, but we want to thank everybody for tuning in Thursday night for our Mental Health Awareness Podcast. And thanks to Kaval Murray for uh, being our special guest for that show. Go back. If you didn't watch or listen to it yet, go back, share it. Like Steve said, if it didn't help you out, maybe it'll help somebody else out.
Yeah, and um, uh, last night I watched uh, Ryan Mundy. Shout out to Ryan Mundy, uh, former Willow Hills alumni. Um, he was on the pivot talking about mental health and CTE and his company, um, Alchemy, and what he's doing. Um, so definitely uh, tune in for that as well. Um, watch that. Great episode. A lot of knowledge. Um, a lot of the stuff that they asked and talked about on there was what we talked and asked about on our podcast. So um, I'm officially just as good as Ryan Clark at this job as he is his. Um, although he works for ESPN and I'm just some schlub in my basement doing this on a Saturday. But one day I'll get paid like Ryan Clark. Um, so, yeah, shout out there. A um, couple of things that I wanted to bring up just real quick. Final thoughts. Um, I guess it was a it was probably it's a week ago already, um, but they announced the Batman 2. So we are getting the second one. Um, it was announced for release during the fall of 2024. Um, so we'll get the, the second iteration of that series there. Um, Hopefully it'll be better than the first. We got we to gotta break that down. Because, yeah, we definitely got to break that down. Definitely got to break that down. Um, Suicide Squad. Director David Ayer came out. Uh, and said his cut is shockingly different than the theatrical cut. So we have another Zack Snyder situation here. <laughs> are we going to are we going to see the the director's cut of the original Suicide Squad? I don't hear a lot of people clamoring for it like they did the Justice League. I see more Cena and Bloodsport. <laughs> I'm here for it. No, 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 not Cena. The original, the original Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh. oh. Harley Quinn and you know that's too far in the past, man. No, no, no. 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 Okay. I'll be interested in seeing it. For me, the Justice uh, League cut disappointed me. So you don't like anything DC now, <laughs> man. I, I I want to like it. I really do. It just it disappoints me. Except um, Shazam. It's the only one of the few DC movies I've actually liked. And Peacemaker. I enjoyed Peacemaker, but that was a show. Um, one, other, one other thing that I listened to, um, and I actually listened to it this morning, driving back and forth to get my car uh, picked up, but uh, Martin Cove, uh, Sensei John Kreese, was on Jericho's podcast, Talk is Jericho, which dropped yesterday. Um, so for all you Cobra Kai fans out there, go on, listen to it. It's about, uh, about 50, 55 minutes long. Um, really good episode. Um you know, good good conversation there. Good talk about the show, about his acting career, stuff he's done, the popularity, the impact, the whole nine yards. So it was really good. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking for a, a Cobra Kai fix right now until the show season five drops in September, go on and listen to that. It'll it'll definitely get your, uh, get your fix in while we wait for September to roll around. So it's going to be all elite. He's yeah, been on Dynamite. Yeah. Always been on Dynamite. That's Doctor Britt Baker's sensei. Let's got to make it official now. <laughs> Did y'all pick up on that? Steve said he was listening to another podcast while we were on live. No. <laughs> no. Didn't give a shit to listen to us to know where to they pick came that in blind. Like, we got talking. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um. <laughs> Some lady at work was uh, calling for her kid in the toy section, and it sounded like she was yodeling. <laughs> 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 
scared the hell out of me because she was right behind my shoulder. <laughs> Didn't have the headphones in, huh? <laughs> no. No. Store was open. Uh, and then uh one one last one last thing for me for final thoughts. Um right now on Audible, um, you can go on and listen to um first book is on them. It's free on them. They have um several books regarding mental health because we are in mental health awareness month. Um, so some of the, the books that are featured that you could listen to, um, get out of your head, uh, by Janine Allen. You have the worry trick, um, by David Carbonell anxiety, rewriting your brain using neuroscience to overcome anxiety, panic attacks, fear, worry, and shyness by Marcus Theron rewire your anxious brain. Uh, another how to use neuroscience uh, of fear to end anxiety, panic, and worry. And those are the four that I saw that caught my interest. So I'm definitely going to hop on Audible to download one of those as a as a free listen, um, just for something else to to get tips and tricks on. So the so information's much. out there; it's available. So go on the first ones on them; it's free. So you can't knock a free book. Much like Jason with the t-shirts last week, we need to get a link. <laughs> to get some love after that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, Audible. Um, I don't know if you're listening. I doubt it, but uh <laughs> show some love this way. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else from any of you guys? Hold on. Okay, let me see here. What do we got for this week? Um All right, this week's uh, quote of the week is in regards to, um, saw it on Instagram. It's under a page called Hustler Reflections. Um, they throw out little little tips and, and quotes out there. Um, you know, everybody everybody's on their hustle, on their grind. All of right. Um, so with that being said, it says, humble enough to know I can lose it all, confident enough to know I can get it all back. Humble enough to know I can lose it all. Confident enough to know I can get it all back. And with that being said, come back next week. Same time, same place, same same great channel. And I'm a Mark. You're a Mark. Tell a Mark. And until then, y'all can catch us around the way.